Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So obviously in this day and age, look, we got to do our education online. We got to take classes and go to school online. MSU Denver Online has perfected online education. They've been doing it forever. So if you're a first time freshman or maybe you're looking to just finish up your degree, go back to school and get another degree. MSU Denver Online is the place to go to school right now. They have awesome teachers who know how to teach online. That's another thing. A lot of teachers right now are teaching online for the first time, not the teachers at MSU Denver Online. They've been doing it forever. Uh, So make sure to check out their course list online, of course, msudenver.edu backslash online. I took a class there this past summer. It was an awesome experience. I can't recommend it anymore. So again, no matter what type of student you are, if you're a freshman or you're halfway through your degree, check out their entire course list, msudenver.edu backslash online. Doubt shall be asked. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Cold open. Um, hey, you know the music. You know the faces by now. <laughs> Welcome into another episode of the DMBA Show, is. live on Periscope YouTube. Hanging out here, DNBR Nuggets. I'm your host, Brendan Boot. I'm joined by my uh, inspiring, incredible. Um, unparalleled colleagues. I got Harrison Wind, who looks like he's moved yet again. Is that a new? Yeah, well, I know I've been teasing the move. Uh, it turns out <laughs> I'm just moving into the DNVR bar. Great call. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> great call. I'm set up some uh, yeah! some mattresses in the office. Um, yeah, this this is my new home. It's my new home. In a much better looking mood today, and ready to dip deep into a design bag this afternoon. We've got D-Line Co. Oh. as Eric. Was I in a bad mood the other day? I thought. Uh... I thought I was always perky and uh, enjoyable. We asked you if you were excited for this show, and you said, uh, yeah, hey, good to be yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, Well, I mean, I just, I don't want to oversell me, you know. <laughs> and possibly here, possibly not. Um, that's up for the internet to decide. It's uh, the kingpin, Adam Maras. Adam, what's good? Oh, wow. The crowd reserved their applause for me. This is, uh, wow. Very, <laughs> I feel like that's uh, a cumulative humbling. applause for, the, for all of us. Very, very humbling. No, you know, it was, it I wonder was more who's, uh, wonder who's on the soundboard. Hey, we didn't really get a chance to talk about this yet, guys, but um, I figured we could just do 20 minutes off the top on the Dodgers getting that World Series. Oh, title. boy. Uh, yeah. How so about L.A.? Inspired. Huh? Very so inspired. Dope. City of champions, huh? A real underdog uh, story, you know, like the Lakers <laughs> nice, yeah. a month before. 
2020, I'm telling you, there's only four winners. It's Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. it's Elon Musk, yep. it's the Lakers and the Dodgers. Like, that's it. It's, it's and an DNVR is another winner. And oh. DNVR. Another winner. It's an overwhelming year for juggernauts with all of the power. It's, it's, it really was a, a consolidation of well, power year. You know, you know what is funny? I remember when we were talking about the NBA restart, and I assumed the baseball guys were talking okay. about this during the MLB restart. Oh, this is like a weird year where an underdog's gonna win, and like it's gonna be some like wacky stuff. That's so no, true. Just what like, we all worried about the, the two teams with the most talent won. You know, and and it like wasn't even a seven game series in either one. Yeah, just basic stuff. Turns out the asterisk, asterisk just meant you still live in hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the asterisk it meant so exactly true. what you expected. It was yeah. as yeah. basic oh. of a year as it could have been. Yeah, it's hey, gonna, gonna be so ending. random. Up is down, down is up, guys. Anything in it? Nope. It's just gonna be complete domination and also okay. those teams will wield victimhood from positions of absolute authority <laughs> who's gonna okay. win the super bowl i guess the seahawks probably no 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 I, let's not get it i don't want to be depressed yeah let's not do this we do have some fun <laughs> exciting stuff. Super Patriots doesn't excite you <laughs> we do have some fun stuff planned for today's show we got a bowl video that surfaced we got some jersey leaks oh. We've yes. got an interesting proposal from Ethan Strauss regarding the restart of the NBA season. And at this point, guys, I think we've got enough draft profiles up that we can start to have that conversation about <laughs> who Anybody, the four of us are. Do you guys like. hold on? Can I interrupt? Do you, do you catch this, uh, this reference here, youngins? No. Uh, no, no. We're all, right I'm, a, I'm an olden and I do not get it. We're all it's gonna be our people. little secret. It's gonna be our little secret. I'm not even gonna you guys can, can go can off and do your own little little show about <laughs> We should, Jeff. Come on. I want when, when am I gonna get invited on the Jet X uh, movie movie show? What the yeah, heck? I was gonna say that pod's Sorry. already happened, I'm pretty sure. But uh, hey, let's take a look at some of the fun stuff, some of the goodies. Super producer Kale. Um if we can get that bowl video queued up, I, I could always use a dose Ooh. of bowl in my life. Oh I love airplane, Jeff. I love airplane. Did not catch the oh, reference, though. Oh, Apparently, yeah. not nearly <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, and here's a video of Bull doing... Um, I mean, this is how we all warm up, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's basic warm-up here. the top of the square on the backboard. <laughs> well, he didn't get it that last time. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Well, so I've been in, one, I've been in the presence of Felipe there many times, and he's a big, big guy. And yeah. He is like <laughs> yeah. me, but bigger. I mean, he, we're like the same height and body type, and he's like if I worked out a lot, you know, like he's <laughs> he's he's, yeah, yeah. he's ripped. But yeah, he's that's my height. The one difference. And like he size. just works and out yeah, a little more. Yeah, a little bit more, <laughs> a couple more hours per day for an entire life. Okay, so look, um, um, there's not a whole lot to analyze here, guys. Uh, Bull's still tall, though. I know. Anyone what are we worried? to pull from this? Right. Like the, just well, that he's a tall here's, here's my take. I know we're going to be talking about starting the season December 22nd or MLK Day. Start it now. Start tomorrow. Uh-huh. I want to see this guy on the court now. Like, I'm so ready uh, to watch Bull in action this season. I'm so ready. Yeah, I got to say, Can like, I... I saw this yesterday and um, I was like, and people were like, oh, let's go, Bull. And I was like, isn't this exactly what Bull Bull looks like every time you? I don't. I don't understand like why everyone. I guess just seeing, just the mere sight of Bull Bull is enough that's, to. That's get all it is, Eric. That's exactly pumping. it. <laughs> but I mean, it's literally so, just a really tall guy jumping like a, a fair amount for him, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my theory on Bull Bull, and it's funny that his name is Bull Bull because it works this way. It is like he is always simultaneously impressive, 
and not impressive. Like that video, he dunks it barely, like super interestingly. He jumps up and hits the, but then also at times he like doesn't get high enough, and you're like, dude, what the heck, man? Like they hit, they make him jump again because he didn't get high enough. It's like, dude, have you seen yourself? Yeah, I know. So you like you watch this. Uh, this is why I think it's like funny because it's like whichever perspective you choose to look through, the bowl perspective or the bowl perspective, he is very impressive. Or very, there's something here. There's something to it. I'm trying to say. It's like spy versus spy or something. You know, he's. Um, anyway, the video was so interesting because I'm like, oh, that's really impressive, but also not. Yeah, yeah. It, it, to me, it's like any guy that's 7'2 and has enormous arms should be able to complete that exact those exact tasks that we just watched. <laughs> all the same. All the same. He is 7'2 and has enormous right. arms, which Might is impressive be in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm this is my favorite comment, Ray. And I know Ray's not even joking, but it is hilarious because it's like muscle watch. <laughs> bull bull muscle watch is the funniest muscle watch. Off-season yeah. season. Um, I have five dollars on TJ McBride tweeting about Bull being in the best shape of his life. Come meet <laughs> Shout out TJ. I'm just glad though. I honestly, some real takeaways though. Like he, I mean, he's in town. Not that this is like a huge surprise, especially rookies. They they they're in town, in and out of town a lot over yeah. the off season. But it's it, I I put this out. It, it's all it takes is just seeing these little clips. I wish the Nuggets like social team did this more. And this wasn't even this was Felipe put this out on his own Instagram, and then it went it got aggregated and what have you. But anytime Bull Bull's in, the Nuggets need a 10 second clip out on social. I mean, why yeah. not? Why not? That's instant clicks. That's instant excitement. Like I just watched that video, and which I said was half not impressive, and I'm still excited. So come on, man, give me more. Well, it was also just Tuesday, right, that, that Brian was on the show telling us, you know, some of the reasons Bull dropped, and there's injury concerns, but also it appears some teams around the league were were not sold on his commitment. And so anytime you see a video where it's like, we're at this time of the year, where could Bull be right now? If you know he's in the gym, you know he's working out, that's a good sign. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but we have uh, some stuff to actually analyze. It is D-Line Co's Time oh. to Shine. Oh, man, look at we this. We had, I don't know how Hold many on a second. I have to, I'm sorry, the comment section's on fire today. Bull Bull and PJ on the same court. A bulldozer. Oh, God. Oh, the bulldozer. This could be the go-to, uh, the go-to set, the bulldozer pick oh, and roll on the Nuggets' second unit next year. I can't wait for this. That's this is going to be incredible. Easy. That's too That's easy. so good. God, well, that is amazing. It's really oh. good. I think we got at least five, guys, at least five jersey leaks today that I saw on Twitter, and at least one of those is confirmed now by the team itself. So, Eric, crack your knuckles, flex your muscles. The only thing I love more than muscle watch season is jersey leak season. It's the best. (laughs) Especially because I found this Twitter account today that's just called Jersey Leak Guy. I don't know if that's dependable, but that sounds like a good place to get my information. So let's look at, uh, I think we got the Dallas Mavs. We saw an image leak today. Kale, right. can, can we pull that one up? And uh, then we'll go to the expert for a breakdown. Right, Close up here. So Ooh. I can't, can't really yeah, break down is, the whole jersey. I know. We need to see all of the, de- see the, the nice thing about all of these, uh, these special jerseys are the details. We're not getting many of the details. We're just seeing a silver and gold vision of Dallas, which I don't understand the I don't understand the reference at all. If I'm being honest, I, I think just silver and gold are like cool colors. Is that it? <laughs> That's in that the city of Dallas values both silver and gold. Um, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like the the font at all. I but I I gotta think there's some kind of reference that I'm not getting. I don't really understand why the um, 
all of the fonts are different on this. <laughs> the Dallas font is uh, is really really spiky with serifs, and then the numbers have no serifs, and then the the name itself is a compressed font. That's uh, I don't get any of it. I need to see more of this before I render my verdict. But I've already already rendered it trash out. Trash. <laughs> Well, do you guys, we all remember the Mav City jerseys that they just rolled out, right? That graffiti highlighter, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They had, they already had a bad one, yeah. The, yeah, this appears to be another tragic The, the Mavs chapter. do not have a good history of, like, elite jerseys. They actually have no, the, everything the Mavs have ever done uh, has been bad or, or ugly. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, sorry, Mark Cuban, you, this is, maybe this is, a, maybe this is, in tribute to their billionaire owner Mark Cuban, who loves both gold and silver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, ra- like the, the Raptors board. did a gold, a silver and gold jersey last year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, I got to see more. I got, I got to understand more about this before. I mean, so maybe apparently the- you can scroll down here, Kale, because apparently there was a leaked like rendering. Now, obviously, this has changed, but it's still within the wheelhouse. Like the fonts have changed, or what have you? But it, it definitely looks like it's a white, gold, and what color is that? Blue, like, blue. Well, that's blue. Too. I I gotta that's, say that what that's we're more in here, line with their usual blue. It looks. Yeah, like. what we're looking at here has if no. You scroll back up though, because this was like a, this looks <laughs> no like no connection. Pro, a <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. someone it was someone's interpretation of like this, what their this take on this. Top movie. one looks like something I drew with a stencil. To be quite so, honest, well, to be oh. fair, this could very well be a fake. We it's not confirmed yet, uh, other no, than my guy I, Jersey leak guy. These things don't usually leak the, pre- the you know like this. Forty pinstripes for the forty C's. I, 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 I gotta say, <laughs> wait, 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 what? I don't know. I, I don't know. Let's go to the next one. What about we, we have to so make a, a vote? Yeah, we have to have a vote here, fellas. Put your thumbs in the in the I'm boxes. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm not trying to be a hater, am. but it is it is going to be weird if uh, you know Luca Porzingis and Giannis make their debut in that ugly thing. It'd be very <laughs> ugly. <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of takes, a lot of opinions already. Strong opinions on this one. So, Caleb, let's pull up the New Orleans Pelicans oh, City no, Edition oh, for the baby. upcoming season. I saw this Controversy. One. Controversy. I can't wait. So it's, oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's a that oh is a hockey god. jersey. That's a hockey jersey. It's a tunic. That is a hockey jersey. What? That's uh, that what? looks like the old. I mean, that looks like what the uh, Avalanche fans are currently clamoring for with an old Quebec Nordiques throwback. Uh, but you know the Florida League hockey jersey. But it, it would be yeah. This would be a hockey jersey. I don't uh, that. I mean, typography the, means something. I, that one. I don't. I don't really like that numeral at all. But maybe yeah, that's a good. It's point. very delicate. Really long and skinny. It's very delicate. Uh, I mean, I, obviously, this is going back to the the, the French Quarter history of uh, of New Orleans. Well, this Florida is literally Rangers. the New Orleans state flag. So if you oh, is that what this is? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's literally they just oh, I dropped that was a given. it. On I thought there. everybody was familiar. I'm... God damn it, Adam! That's such an Adam thing to say right now. So this is let, let's <laughs> let's bring. Can we bring Kale? Do you have that? Do you have the actual flag? The New Orleans flag. Man, this is a terrible. It's a little different. It's a little different. This is awful. All right. Well, if I want to hear Eric before I chime in. I want to hear Eric's full analysis before I. Well, I want to. I want to. So if this is if this is just like one of these like pandery like they do this with Colorado all the time. They just throw the Colorado flag on everything, and it's very pandering towards things that people always feel. But this is with less interpretation. I mean, they just stuck it on there. Well, it is a different color blue, though. It is a different different color color blue, and the the Florida leaves are not as yellow. They look like they were more of like a cream color. Uh, they definitely picked the font for the the numerals, which um, I I don't I don't particularly care for. <laughs> Comments uh, coming in hot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Lord. <laughs> we got I don't know. I, a jouster at a renaissance. To me, yeah, to me, that's, yeah, that's actually what I was, what I was going on. for. Yeah. To me, it's like, one, this is like, <sighs> all of these jerseys are made specifically for the cities themselves to like sort of, Put, uh, yeah. you know. Pull it back, back up, Kim. Pull it back up. I want to see the jersey again. So for that reason, I mean, I think, you know, it's not the, it, this is not the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it's like really not in line with other NBA jerseys, so which is why it's like so jarring. Um, <laughs> Channeling his inner Adam here. <laughs> but it does, this does look like a very uh this We're looks like a very international jersey i have to say also mm. this All looks right. like a cool t-shirt to me not a, not a not a jersey yeah. i bet the i bet the i, I bet these will fire. pop off in the I french quarter i think it's absolutely so. fire i, I was gonna say dope. I, th- I really liked you it like until it? everyone everyone told me I wasn't supposed to like it, but up until I know, that moment, I, know. I really Man, did. Man, I'm telling you, the, the, and here's the thing. It, maybe it's not cool. Maybe it's not for everyone. I'm just like, people want to try that jer- That Mavs jersey. That's trash. That's like an ugly, doesn't make sense. The colors are doesn't make sense. This one has a lot of strikes against it, like Eric is saying. Like, the font really is weird. It, it, a little pandery, whatever. But I just think it looks cool, man. I just think it's like a cool-looking jersey. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, I think this is, this will really pop off in New Orleans itself. Like, if people have pride yeah. for that flag and it means something to them, I think it'll it'll be like this is not necessarily for us. <laughs> um, and it's 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 just like a this is like a basic color blocking is what that's called um, jersey. Um, but it you know what does whatever. that mean I, color blocking because it brings in a lot of color so you can wear like, it's like a, a block of red a block of, I mean just like oh, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're just making a stacks of color essentially but i mean to me there's like nothing like super offensive about it. i just it doesn't mean anything to me so it doesn't like it doesn't really move the needle all right it's not like the french to <laughs> we're, place we're, themselves yeah. above something but that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding shout out Cyberflow. all right uh let's let's keep it moving because we got more wait wait wait, um, wait wait oh what's up I'm giving you. Oh, that's right. Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm going thumbs down. I'm sorry. I can't get. I'm going two. I can't get around to it. I'm going two thumbs up too. I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, I'm probably wrong though, for what it's worth. I I can't dress myself. I also think I'm cool. So right, exactly. (laughs) That in that you are wrong. Um, here's a team who's done some cool stuff with branding in in years past with the core and the jerseys. Brooklyn Nets redoing their city edition look again. Right. Um, I don't. I'll go so, to Eric first, but I don't love the new look. Is this a so math you, equation? Like, so, yeah, so this is a Jean, the, the Jean-Michel Basquiat. Are you guys familiar with this artist, Jean-Michel, Jean-Michel uh, Basquiat? I believe that's an old wooden ship. <laughs> Eric, we, we've talked about this. It's my favorite artist. Yeah, that crown. Have you seen that crown before? And Basquiat? You've seen that crown before? The, the one that they of have Of course, before. the three-pointed crown. But I mean, Brandon All young and, kings and get their heads chopped off. No? I've seen the crown, yeah. I've seen the crown, yeah. Yes. Right. So... I was saying on uh, the, in the Slack the other day, like I think it's really, really smart for Brooklyn to really pull on their cultural influence mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, that is like an absolute cultural hub of this country. Um, we, we saw the, the Biggie jerseys. We saw Lettering Wright Espo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, this is – I mean, this is supposed to be weird. This is supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. off, off-setter. This is supposed to – I mean, everything – and we're not seeing the sides here, which are probably the most um, – I think Eric I saw part. one image where they have that same sort of decal framing with the. Well, the yeah. Painting. What it? I mean, what it is? It's like it's like super expressive brushstrokes that make that line both sides. Sort of like we got that Kuji sweater uh, vibe on the the um, Biggie yeah. jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is great. So I mean, to me, this is like this is like super. Uh, 
interesting because it's pulling on i mean i definitely get the reference i definitely understand what it's saying i know it's going to throw some people off but i think in the end like this is like super hip-hop super street art super brooklyn in a lot of ways um and feels authentic um if not a little pandery but there's something interesting (laughs) about this that i that i appreciate and especially like when you you really do need to see the sides of this to get the full picture so um very, very, <laughs> like, very new approach to a, a jersey design. But, uh, you know, for a one-off, like, that you just want to kind of see what, walking around the streets, I think it's pretty cool. Mm. I think that's one of the ideas to these city jerseys in general is, like, they can be – they can break the rules, right? Like, if it was your yeah. main jersey, you'd be like, okay, man, I don't know. Where we, but but you get to have the one jersey that's, like, a counterpunch. Right. So it works in that way. I mean, I lo- I've said this before. I really like – Basquiat, not that I'm in, by any means like an art um, appreciator, but just like he's like the one guy that I do. And I so I kind of dig this. Like I, I dig the look. I dig sort of just the general feel of it. The only knock against it, and it's a huge knock, it does look a lot like for something about it just looks like the Friends logo. Yeah, from a little Tisha. bit. And, and that's bit. like yep. and that also you associate a little bit with New York. So it's like <laughs> and, and that's a major knock against it. But uh, I still think it's <laughs> I, I, still think I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that even a little bit. Well, you just don't know art. Like that, do <laughs> yeah, I guess you just don't have an eye. Stuff. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's let's put our thumbs in the boxes. Um, I'm gonna go about right talk- here. Oh, yeah. I'm going two thumbs up. I Eric love this jersey. Yeah, yeah. This is this, this is like this is like very. I mean, this is like a, a very cool reference. Like this is like. Yeah. There's something like really interesting about that. Unlike the Dallas one, which I I can't like I don't even know what the reference is or what. No, I I love the Nets dipping into the culture of Brooklyn because like the Nets are kind of a soulless franchise like the Clippers. It's just like the team like the team changes in and out every single year. They play in like a very basic arena that has no identity. So like they've got to pull on something. And Brooklyn has a ton of culture. You know, LA like is a little different, but I love Brooklyn culture. (laughs) I love Brooklyn pulling on their culture. I think it's I think it's a two thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I expect you'll see a lot more of that. I mean, that that is an artistic, like uh, an absolute epicenter, Brooklyn. So yeah. I'm sure you'll see more and more of that. Uh, Alrighty, well, let's keep it moving. Um, this is the one I really don't know if it's real or not. Again, I don't know who would put the work into printing these and designing them if they're fake. But uh, <laughs> Phoenix Suns leak city edition. Kale, let's pull that up if you got it. Look at that, kids on top of it today. Yeah, this yeah. looks like an ultimate frisbee jersey. I'm just okay. Gonna yeah, say this it right looks now. like a, a music <laughs> festival jersey. Yeah. is what this is. Yeah. This, it's like there was a period. I played. I played frisbee my whole life, and it's grown a lot. But there was a period where we just started like supplementing jerseys. Yeah, and and everyone thought it was cool yep. on principle because it was. But the design still has to be cool and look good. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that this this just reminds me of early Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. The 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 Suns are like one of the teams that like have played most heavily off of new printing technologies when they came out in the nineties with that like you're saying that dye sublimation where yeah. you're able to mm. print whatever you want. Like the New Orleans jerseys we looked at are all knit, right? Like you have you have a block of red fabric, block of yellow fabric, block of blue fabric like you could not create this with actual fabric this has to essentially be printed like a um, inkjet printer on on fabric um so this is like i mean i i don't know why it's so blocky i i mean i i cannot tell you how much i hate that font that the valley font 
Um, but it's a lot. Yeah. I hate it quite a bit. Um, the color scheme is like pretty nice. It's like the you know you you get a lot of the desert in there. You obviously get a lot of um, Phoenix Suns history. Um, <laughs> obviously, they're trying to make it look like. I mean, this looks like a, a sunrise in the in the in the desert. Good um, eye there, Eric. I noticed that as well. <laughs> the but the block I, I don't really get the block I mean the, they're in, in a lot of ways it, it, it almost looks like it's pulling off of the uh, it's like not that far off from like this if I'm being honest yeah oh, like, totally yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I I really don't like that font at all yeah. Um, that's yeah, pretty lame. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I love I love the colors. I love kind of the the style there, but the font is just bleh. So do you, I'm going to drop a real – you guys want to go real old school reference? You probably don't, but I'm going to anyway. I'm going to go real old school with you here and bring up a back in the day. Do you guys remember Gorilla.Bass? This is like the original video game. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you remember this? This is like the original <laughs> – like the first computers had one game and it was this. Doesn't it kind of look like what Kale was showing? I mean, where is it at, Kale? Where would it go? You, Just you, blocky. Yeah, it's just like blocky, and it looks this, like... This actually reminds me of you. another early video game, Blockman, on the TI-84 calculator. <laughs> it's got very much a little 8-bit filter. Yeah, like, there's one gorilla here, one block gorilla dude, here, and you hurl man. monkeys at each other, and you like, try to hit them. It looks exactly what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I in, in all of these, like, I appreciate this because this is stepping out and trying to do something new. Like, right. this is a new look. I mean, we've seen a little bit of this with Utah last year. Um, and then obviously our, our beloved Nuggets use a, a color blocking sort of uh, weird um, block, just stacking of, of squares. I mean, I don't, but I, I, I can't get over that font. That's, that is pretty terrible. The, yeah. You guys, I played a lot of hours of Gorilla Bass. A good game. Cool. I is played a lot of hours of block, dude, in math class, for sure. <laughs> this snake, you guys remember Snake? He had a little. Yeah, of course, who could forget Snake? Who could forget Snake? Those jerseys yeah. also kind of look like like the Jazz just did those sunrise sunset jerseys. Yeah, and those kind of look like a like in the city of Utah, like a youth team, you know, like the Baby Jazz or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> Junior Jazz. We got any more? Conf- yeah, junior. we have a confirmed leak. Um, oh yeah, Portland right. Trailblazers got got by the interwebs as most people do, so they just went ahead and confirmed it about an hour ago. Wait, you guys did not give a thumbs up and thumbs down. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's correct. Thank you. Kale's yeah, on point you. today. Wait, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, this is an easy one. This is an ugly jersey. Yeah. This is. Such I'm, I'm gonna go thumbs up. I'm gonna go thumbs up. I'm gonna go thumbs up. <laughs> this is such a Phoenix Suns jersey. Just for I, the sake of variety, or do you like actually? <clears throat> this like, one could be a. This one can be a cult. A cult hero. I this think, this in, jersey in will be huge with the. Uh, 13 to 30 crowd guarantee you (laughs) i know you guys are a little outside of that so (laughs) i will be soon but not yet all right let's pull up uh let's pull this last one here portland trailblazers guys who i don't think have ever released a bad jersey until today oh wow or so and i also Hmm. think it's interesting that they're going with oregon um, <laughs> I like I like that. I like because it's the so, city edition, and they're gonna go with. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But, so uh, the, do, do you know what this 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 font? I I saw this last night. Do you do you know what this font is in reference to? This is the that famous um, sign that's in downtown 
uh, Portland. Oh, that's so, right. So yep. I was looking at the, I was like, why is the G like, I don't know if we can get any closer. I, I have this vivid memory of walking across a bridge in downtown yeah, Portland, the, looking it, at that sign during yeah. the second round of the playoffs last year. So yeah, yeah that, the haze of my concussion. I yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might've been a little drunk at that time. So the, and it, like, cause I was just especially confused to begin with. Cause the G the, the what's called the D sender in the G is cut off. And I was like, why is that that way? It just stops. It doesn't connect. And so I did a quick little Google search, and then I, I found that. I immediately went and looked at that sign, and that's exactly how it is on the sign. It must be, you know, they, they did it for, uh, I don't know, some sort of technical reasons. The, the, the lighting has to be uh, handled in such a way. I don't know. But I, I, what I don't understand is the, the colors on the side. What it, does that, did they give some sort of explanation as to what that's in reference to? You know, I didn't do enough research, Eric, so I, I can't okay. answer that question for you. Well, I, did, I mean, when it was just up, we had the first uh, first screen we had um, had some sort of explanation with the uh, – because <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it's talking about. Like, I, I don't know what the deal is. The, the two don't seem to mesh to me. Um, right. But, I mean, I get the reference, I, I, but, I, you know, it, I hadn't – when I saw it last night, I didn't see that side piece. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not really in favor of most side pieces. All right. Well, <laughs> let's give it a quick vote before we hit that break. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Also, it's yeah, Portland, so you know, f them. Yeah. Exactly. All right. The let's go to uh, let's go to the Peloton Prince for our first ad break of the day. Yeah. Well, I am here in the DNVR bar, just uh, looking at all these taps up uh, on this beautiful bar downstairs. We got a. Uh, a lot of Breck Brew in the house. Make sure to check out the uh, that Broncos Country IPA, the latest and greatest from Breck Brew. Also, make sure to check out all their other options, too. Uh, can't go wrong with any Breck Brew selection, but that Broncos uh, IPA, perfect for a, uh, a Sunday watching football. You can't miss it. It's got that blue and orange can. Uh, a little heavy for some of the people on this podcast, but real beer drinkers. Real beer drinkers appreciate it. So uh, check out that from Breck Brew. And um, also, guys, the college football season is in full swing. I think we got CSU playing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, not sure if a lot of people will tune into that, but we've got the Buffs and UCLA playing uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app with so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports. Uh, this is the time to check out all that Draft DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer to celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley. I believe that's where Penn State plays. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either Ohio State or Penn State. So this crazy offer from DraftKings Sportsbook is back. Place $1 on Ohio State and Penn State. If your team wins, you'll win $100. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that, they have great odds boosts every Sunday. You guys know the deal. Uh, So make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State, bet $1 on them, and cash $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR for a limited time. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only. Bonus comprised their first deposit bonus and a first bet match each up to $500. Upon deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
So yeah, Kale brought during that read. He brought up the, the explanation, it, 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 and it, there's just too many concepts going on mm. with that Oregon jersey. There's like too many things happening. I I thought maybe the the, the two were related, but they're not. They're like there's just yeah. too much. Going on. Yeah, ahead, they Kale. should have like either ran with the Oregon sign. That's thing yeah. It should have just been the that. mountain line. Too many thing, things, and they were like let's get all these ideas into one jersey and just mm. make it look like a visual mess. Too many. Too many things. Well, we're out on Nuggets, it. I think the Nuggets jersey, I think it'll probably be out of Skyline again, would be my guess with just a different color. But maybe oh, I've been, I've been, I've been predicting a blue, uh, Skyline blue, yeah. Skyline for two years now. I'm, I'm down with it. You're saying like the yeah. same Skyline we've had, but just now. Like I, we're gonna, I, I predict we'll see White, the same blue. Skyline we have, but we'll yeah. have like the Dikemi Mutombo Royal Blue I'm down. I dig it. it. I mean, I'm, I'm with it. Plus, if the Nuggets have two Royal Blue jerseys, I'd be cool with that too because I, I like that color a lot. Plus, yeah. we already made that Die Hard shirt. So that well, that's why cool. I made that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> the, the, the day it came out, I'm like, I'm going to get way ahead of this. <laughs> Is that what that was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, Rayvon says, nice read, Harrison. So, good job. Yeah, yeah, um, good job. Welcome back. Some, somebody <laughs> appreciates it. <laughs> the NBA's got a Holy bit of a sponsors did. Here, fellas, we've talked about it a bit this week on the show. they got to get this regular season started, presumably, if they're trying to contain the damage here. But players don't want to go right away. You know, LeBron James has already been, been named as one player who would be hesitant to start the season around December 22nd. Ethan Strauss of The Athletic published an interesting proposal today. You know, he points out that a lot of these teams that didn't go to the uh, the bubble haven't played basketball in a really, long really time. long time. Uh, you know, obviously he covers the Warriors, and this is like a team that has opening night sort of caliber draw, but they haven't played in forever too. So what if there was a slate um, of opening day games with those teams and these teams that made it further in the playoffs don't start until later in the season? We sort of stagger the start of the season and then – you sort of slow down the schedule of those early teams over time so that these things kind of match up. A lot going on there, and as he points out, there's a lot of specifics they would need to nail down. But there's a dynamic here that the NBA kind of already does with the way they they start the season. And so, uh, Adam, what do you think about fleshing this out on a bigger scale? I think the NBA knows that this coming season is all about bad compromises because there's no good solutions and so when i look at this one my initial thought is like man there's some really this is like not a great idea but it might be the best idea <laughs> even though it's not great and le- when you say bring up the so the idea would be these bad tr these non-playoff teams from last year they start early they get like a two-week head start you can on call the them season. bad it's okay yeah they're bad. bad and they get a two-week head start on the season but here's what when you really break it down this is the line in his article that got me we could have a christmas day roster like this warriors nets like okay nets were in the playoffs but you know it's a new nets team they're well rested like that's it warriors nets that's a great game pelicans grizzlies Ooh, i like that one some up-and-coming stars they're really good uh suns hawks all right, I'm a diehard. I I like the NBA. I'll watch Trey. I'll watch I'll watch Booker. Like, okay, I'm, I I can feel it. Knicks Bulls. Like, what? Wait, hold on. The Knicks and the Bulls. I have to watch that on Christmas. Hornets <laughs> Cavs. Wait, what? Good God. So when you actually lay out the Hornets, schedule, you're Cavs. like, okay, one great game, one good game, one game I can stomach because I'm a diehard, and two games that not even I on Christmas, if I had nothing else to do and was quarantined in my house by myself, would want to watch. Yeah, I've got news for you. Uh, no casual fan is watching more than like <laughs> two or three of those games. Like right. I could see them tuning in for Nets Warriors. Yeah, uh, sure. that, that's about it. And look, like the NBA or Christmas Day is one of the NBA's mm-hmm. biggest money makers. 
that's the whole reason the league or one of the big reasons the league wants to come back on Christmas rather than MLK day in the first place to recoup that Christmas day money. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I could see that being an issue. I like what, um, what Evan said here in the comments here. What if we had like a, a lim- double elimination tournament or something for the non uh, Disney bubble teams for like the first month and we offset the schedule that way. I think that could be interesting. I'm intrigued by What's this the idea. What's the schedule though? Like, Wait, what, what, to what eliminate them from the regular season? No, 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 no. No. Kick them out of the NBA. Hawks, but uh, you're going to have to sit this one <laughs> yeah. out too. Yeah. <laughs> like an elimination tournament where, I don't know, the winner gets something. Like uh, what what that something is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Their own and then the season starts piece of the uh, January twenty second. A role in Adam Sandler's next film. Yeah, yeah ooh, watch yeah. it was just draining threes the entire tournament. Man, isn't I? Do you, are any of you also annoyed by any time they talk about? any big decision with the NBA, we have to reference what LeBron James thinks. Like, I don't care what LeBron James thinks. Yeah, like, well, because it, it is the only opinion that matters. We're like, you know, the Players Association is again. Oh, wait, I'm hearing LeBron. This is, I, w- I was talking about this with Matt Moore last night. One of the things that has to happen here, and one of the reasons this compromise, this staggered schedule, is, is like even a conversation, is because when we hear Michelle Roberts say that She's hearing overwhelming from the players that they do not want to start on December 22nd. I used to sit here and I go, Trey Young says that? Like, oh, oh, really? Like, um, right, you know, right. all these guys that haven't played basketball. You, Steph Curry, he says that. He's really too soon. Well, he's been offered a year and a half. Right. So, But no, what it really means is LeBron and all of the people who are influenced by LeBron, which is an enormous amount of people in the NBA, those are the people that are saying that because they don't want it. Yeah, I'm sure Steph Curry would play tomorrow. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure every team that wasn't in uh, the bubble would obviously play tomorrow. I'm sure even the teams that were in the bubble but didn't make it to the second round of the playoffs would play tomorrow. I think it's only a very select few amount of teams that are, are like really scared off by the Christmas start. And it's, those it's being so the true, most man. important teams and the players who have right, the most right. pull in the league. Um, he did just win a title because he single-handedly stopped like the most important and momentous strike in professional sports history. So he does have that influence. Um, he can he can sort of make these decisions. What do you think about yeah. the fairness of this, though? Because one thing to think about is the idea would be you start two weeks early for these bad teams, but you play the same amount of games, so they would you know, spread out their schedule over two extra weeks, which means they'd have fewer back-to-backs, you know, less you know, quick turnover on travel and these different things. And I look at it and I go, okay, if we're Denver – you don't get that, so you have to go to the condensed version. I think Denver has a good shot at the one seed, but do they if the Warriors get that great advantage where they're playing five fewer back-to-backs or six or seven fewer back-to-backs? Um, you know, I don't, maybe maybe it doesn't matter to that many teams, but I would look at Brooklyn and, and Golden State and say, okay, now I'm buying stock because that's a real advantage for a team that was already good. Right. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's a potential issue. I mean – Maybe the compromise here, and that's how these things usually get hammered out, some sort of compromise. Maybe it's that, yeah, we'll start the season on Christmas, but there's an expectation that, like, LeBron James isn't going to be seen, like, for <laughs> for the next month. You well, know, like, LeBron just... James is going to be holed up in his Brentwood mansion just for the next month. Yeah, I mean, why don't they just have, like uh... – Games that are uh, what? What is that word? It starts with an E. Uh, not exposition games. <laughs> um, 
Exhibition? Exhibition game. <laughs> Why don't they just have some interesting exhibition games that take place on Christmas that where you could just pit guys together that don't necessarily mean anything, but you could you know, you could just make interesting NBA basketball that doesn't necessarily have any bearing on well, the final. So here's one thing that was in Ethan's article that I think is actually pertinent. And Ethan's, I think, usually plugged in with this guy. This was like one of the wheelhouses I think he's really, really good at. The NBA has owned Christmas. It's been impor- an important date to them. They own the sports world for a very, very important time. Now, it's not June, you know, not the finals, not the playoffs. You give that up even once in this year, especially if you just give it to the NFL, which, by the way, the NFL has a like a fluid schedule right now. They, If the NBA is like, okay, January 22nd, NFL's moving right into Christmas, and I don't know that they would give it back up. I think there might be a scenario in which the NFL says, wow, look at our ratings on Christmas Day. This is our day now. Forget, you know, get out of here, NFL. Well, that's and what I'm I, saying. Like, that's, that's dangerous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you present some product that people want to watch? I mean, do, do you really care about what the uh, effect of these games is on the ultimate um, outcome of the league when it's, like, you know, some of the first games that happen in the season anyway? Like, why not just to actually have them not count? But just Well, be you do want these games. You also, part of the issue is they actually do want to start the clock, though, on the regular season. Like, right, they want yeah. to get these games out of the way so they can finish <clears throat> Uh, so that is why I think Ethan's thing is interesting. But there's also, would there not be, like, competitive balance issues here, too? Like, how different are these schedules for different teams? You know what I mean? Um, I could see it going one of two ways. It's either an enormous advantage for the team that gets a really long rest to start the season. Or conversely, those teams that start earlier don't have to play back-to-backs a bunch of times down the stretch. Um, it could go either way. So, like, this is a really difficult thing, Ooh, I think, to I- execute. So maybe here's an interesting wrinkle we can add to it. The NBA maybe can have teams vote on whether they want to start on December 22nd or start on December 20 or January 20th, knowing that you're going to play the same amount of games. So do you want the early start spread out schedule or do you want the late start condensed schedule? That might be a fun compromise. And then you get the teams that like have to decide as an organization whether they opt in or out of that. I think. It'd be but cool. what, what happens if the Lakers are the only team that pick MLK Day? <laughs> <laughs> so be it. And then their schedule is just a murderer's row for 36-year-old LeBron. I mean, look, like, maybe that's this, – this is what I'm talking about, though, guys. Like, there is no great option here. Right. And I think that's the yep. thing is everybody's yep. kind of like, well, that's not fair. It's not fair. Guys, it's just like the bubble wasn't fair. This next season, I think, might in many ways be even less fair. And so I, you're going to have to just come up with it and bite the bullet. The NBA has talked a lot about – and they were successful with this in the bubble of trying some different things out. I think that this might be a season the NBA should get even more creative and, and just say, like, hey, this isn't going to be a straight 72. Everybody plays this. Maybe there is something of a midseason tournament or end-season pre-playoff tournament, and there's just different things this year, and just lean into the whole idea of, hey, this is a weird year. But at the end, we're going to get to the – this is what happened in the bubble. Once you got to the playoffs, it be, it felt normal. All the seeding right. round stuff, all of that other stuff, like you kind of forgot about it, and you're like, okay, the best teams are now playing against each other on a level playing field. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think what you said though makes sense. Like, just let let the players vote. Like, what do you guys want to do? Like, you, we can come yeah. up with any number of scenarios. We'll present them to you. What is what sounds most fair to you, or what would you most like to be, uh, you know, to take part in, and not just ask LeBron James. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I've pushed back on a lot of the ratings concerns on this podcast. But if you are concerned about those ratings, to record low, you definitely can't just have the game plan be well. LeBron won't play. The stars won't play. That's not going to help. So they're going to have to get creative. Yeah. They're not wrong about it either. I mean, look, that whatever you think of the ratings, if LeBron says like this doesn't matter to me, then I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, why does it matter to me? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Should we take a break? Another one? Let's take a break, guys, and then we'll finish with some draft thoughts. How does that sound? Draft thoughts. Sounds good to me. I love the draft. Uh, make sure to download uh, WGT from dnvrgolf.com. We play in tournaments pretty much every weekend uh, in the DNVR universe. You guys can get in on those tournaments. Some of them we offer pretty cool cash prizes. You can also win some DNVR swag for placing well in them. You got to download WGT, World Golf Tour, and then search for the DNVR 3 Country Club. That way you'll automatically be entered into all the tournaments all the tournaments that we do close to the pin challenges front nine back nines best of the par fours best of the par, par fives pretty fun stuff so make sure to download wgt from dnvrgolf.com search for the dnvr3 country club uh, also guys you can subscribe and save 20 percent with a strava craft coffee subscription if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have taken advantage of that first time Strava Craft customer uh, 20% off code. Uh, but now you can get 20% off any product you are subscribing to uh, with the code DNVR20 and get your coffee delivered every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And like I said, 20% off any product you are subscribing to with that code DNVR20. Of course, Strava Craft coffee packed with CBD. And uh, like I said, you can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks, and 20% off any product you're subscribing to with the code DMDR20. And we're back, ready to wrap the show up with some draft thoughts. Guys, I had a profile go up today, prospect profile on Tyrese Maxey. Kevin O'Connor of The Ringer has him mocked to Denver at 22. He also has Maxey at, I think it's 13 or 14 on his big board, so that would be a steal in his eyes. Um, <laughs> Some redundancy here, like this is a, another guard, and depending on what they do, like if they don't make any trades, and they've got a lot of them, they've got five already, but Maxi is, despite a smaller size, a, a stud point of attack defender, um, reliable off ball. He can score in bursts, was a scoring threat in high school and college, although at the NBA, I'm not quite sure. His handle's not super tight. It's not an outside shooter yet. Mechanics are promising, but I, I look at him as maybe an alternative to some of those Tory Craig um P.J. Dozier minutes, right, where maybe Malone wants to turn to a, a defender, but he doesn't have to sacrifice offense this time. It's an optimistic projection. Um, you know, I don't know, Wind, if you have any thoughts on Tyrese Maxey and, and O'Connor's placement of him in Denver. Yeah, Maxey's interesting because the Nuggets definitely don't need, like, a, a 6-2 guard per se, but he kind of does offer something in terms of just his quickness, kind of that ability to get into the paint. He's a good finisher, yep. Nuggets, and I think every team could always use another one of. Um, and, I mean, he does seem like a guy that's being mocked usually ahead of 22. So if he, if he fell with 22, that just might be a case of Denver taking the best player available. Right. Yep. And uh, seems like he can defend right now in the NBA. And Tyrese Maxey, I mean, he would kind of go along the lines of my number one draft strategy, which is when in doubt, pick a Kentucky player. <laughs> uh, so I would support the pick in that light. Not just a Kentucky player, but a Kentucky guard, right? This is yeah. always the thing with Kentucky is they always have all these great guards, and there's always a booker or a uh, hero. Or even, I mean, Murray was like the guy, but he even he was a little bit under the radar. So there is something to that um, that maybe he works. But there are a lot of guards that we've gone over, and um, 
I don't know, some physical profile. I, he's just short. Like the undersized yeah, guard thing to me, short. like they have to fit a very specific profile for me that he. I don't think he does. But I don't know. He, he probably will end up being really talented, though. That's the thing. He's an absolute menace defender, but you're right, Adam, that he'd probably be limited to one, two positions. And two even positions. some shooting guards would be tough, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I do think, too, though, like, you know, maybe just another option for, like, Jordan Clarkson's killing us. Is there someone that's going to stick with him? Or, uh, he'd be too small, probably. But, yeah. um, you know, he's a, he's a great defender, plays within his role. And, and I'm probably a little lower on his scoring than I saw in other, in other uh, sort of scouting reports. Um, but the dude can score in bursts, so it, it's a. I think the idea, and Win nailed it. He's a really talented player, and if he's still there at twenty two, you probably just scoop him up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any favorites right now? I mean, I know we're we're, we're still doing our homework, still a, a ways out, but I'm I'm curious what, what what you guys are leaning here. Eric, do you? I want. I'm curious, Eric's because he's maybe been the less connected to this. Yeah, I am, I have most certainly. Show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> people really have been pumping up Poku. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I wa- he's one of the players I did do a little bit of scouting on, and I was not that impressed with him. If I'm being honest, get off, <laughs> like, get off the show. <laughs> he just Cut looked. I just saw like, I don't know. I just saw. I mean, he's young, so it's difficult to say like what he turns into. I mean, you know, a, a bit. It feels like a big theme of of the way that we're evaluating a lot of these players is their physical tools, like whether or not they're big enough, tall enough. Yeah. Oh, totally, what, man. This is, yeah. It's because it's the loudest and most obvious to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember how much everybody wanted Admiral Schofield because <laughs> you looked at the guy and he's terrible. He's yeah, so he also had a great interview. Great interview. Great, oh, phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He's like a mini Paul Millsap. But yeah, I mean, we kind of you know we we have entered in the into the world of the long boy, which makes me feel like you know maybe we have enough long boys. We don't need to have everyone be tall. But the Lakers just won a championship with everyone being tall, so maybe that's the way to go. And and really we are now looking at a, a world where we have to literally just look at the Lakers as the team to get over. Yeah, so but then again, I really don't I I don't see a world in which any of these rookies have any impact on the Denver Nuggets in the the next year or even the next 2 years. So my mind, like, I just want the absolute best player that's on the board. Like, if, if it is this Maxi guy, he looked good to me. Um, Bain looked good to me. His shot, like, his shot is very unconventional. And yeah. he, but he's just such a physical specimen from, uh, from <laughs> a wide, not tall standpoint. Right, right. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested to see. I, I really don't have a favorite at this point. They all sort of, I, I see pluses and minuses, which is the draft, obviously, when you're looking at the, right. especially at that 22 place or 22 mark. And the draft specialists we've been talking to are, are really not interested in this draft for the most part. Like, the, I think that's why you're seeing so much variation. It's just because there's not any of those standout players is what we've been saying. And, and to me, that's, that's clear. So I, I, I let's go Poku. F it. Let's get another. Yeah. <laughs> it's let's funny. go Poku yeah. is the, yeah, that's the line. It's funny. Like out of all the guys we profiled, I can't say I'm in love with any of them. Yeah. Like to be quite honest, right. they, they all have their flaws. They all have some things that are intriguing about them, but uh, it, it's kind of symbolic of this draft. I'm, I'm just like not head over heels for any of the guys that we've, we've looked at in depthly. Yeah. That's how I feel as well. Um, but I'm going to echo Eric's sentiment here in that, like, and this is, this is a total like mistake. This is like a, uh, like a, a breakup in your thinking, but Poku to me would be so much more interesting than everyone else. Totally. Because totally. it's just like, all right, he could, it's like bowl bowl. Like, Oh my God, he could, 
Bol Bol could be 7-2 Kevin Durant. Like, he just he could be anything, and that's fun, and he's weird, and he's different, and it would give Denver this very cool, weird vibe. Like, part of this, we always talk about a team, you want them to be champions, first and foremost, but second of all, you want them to have something that, like, you connect to. And if they had Jokic, Michael Porter, Bol, Poku, you would, you'd look at that team and just be like, wow, this is so weird. Like, we have the weirdest, cool team ever, and, awesome. and I dig that. So that's... I think that's why I'm on the Poku bandwagon, as well as like just the idea of you play for upside, and and even if it doesn't yeah. fit together, maybe you can make something of it. Although the Nuggets haven't exactly done a good job of like trading away their assets that they they polish. So I don't know. I do like Precious too. I have to say, I, I after looking at the uh, wind breakdown of Precious, I, I think I'm in on him also. I mean, my my um, issue is size. Like the two guys, I I would I would like Maxi yeah. quite a lot based off the way he's described as a player, but. You know, with each level you go up, being six three matters more and more. Especially if you're not a lethal outside shooter, um, his his handle's not great. Like I don't know how much he's going to be able to create for himself. And then same thing is Desmond Bain, who's bigger than Maxi, but not super long. And then also maybe kind of stuck in an almost tweener spot, kind of combo guard forward. But I, I think that dude's a winner. I think he's got an NBA skill set. I'd be very very interested in him if he somehow fell to twenty two. Brian said he'd be surprised if he got past Dallas. I'd be surprised right. if he gets past Miami. I feel like that'd be a great Eric Spolstra player. Mm. Um, either way, he intrigues me a little. Yeah. Bane and Precious to me. I mean, there are guys that I think if they got him, I'd be intrigued by. But I think all of these guys are going to be such a long-term play yeah, that there might the be a little bit of Kata Bates-Diop syndrome to him where it's like you get him. And remember when we got Kata, it was like, okay, is he something? Is he nothing? And we just – we never saw him. And when we did, he looked bad that we just – now we're all like out on him. And yeah. I wonder if like a player like Bane would show up and we would judge him based on the like, is he going to give us anything right now? No. Okay, well then what am I sitting here holding out my breath for? Whereas with Poku – we know we're not going to see anything from him right. for a year. So, right. like, that expectation is kind of built in in, in a weird way. Again, this I isn't just, a good reasoning. It's just what I think right. will happen. I just think there's no way Poku's going to fall to us. It, see, I, I do. Feel like yeah. He could. He could. I do. I think he could because he's he, – the thing about Poku is he's so intriguing, but he's also risky. Yeah. Like, I could see a scenario where he's, you know, maybe next year he has, like, a bowl bowl uh, – type season where he doesn't really play but he's in the g league but i mean long term poku like might not be an nba player you know like he could be out of the league i feel right. like in, in three right, four right. years so so that that's the risk with him uh i looked at a guy uh yesterday aaron neesmith mm, who's probably who's probably not going to be available at 22 but he did have an injury he had a stress fracture that ended his season last year so i think there's uh, maybe potential he falls a little because of that, but he he's arguably the best shooter in the draft. Like he shot fifty percent from three last year on eight plus attempts per game, only yeah. over fourteen games before that injury. But his shooting That's numbers are just absolutely insane. Um, but he seems like he could make a Malik Beasley type impact, like as soon as next season. Like he, he's a plug and play guy who can give you energy, who can give you three point shooting, kind of in the same way that Beasley did when he was in Denver. Um, so again, that's a guy that probably would have to fall a little uh, for Denver to get him. But I mean, he's seems like he'd be an unbelievable shooter at the NBA level, One and he's six six with a six eleven wingspan too, which which helps. One of the things yeah. that's tough about this exercise, you know, in these profiles, we're we're analyzing, evaluating the fit in Denver. <laughs> but these are highlight. these are guys that like probably aren't playing for two three years. At which point, 
how you know do, how do they fit along Monte, Gary, Will, guys that might not yeah, even yeah. be here? So it's very very hard to sort of um, figure out right now. I, and I just don't, I just don't think anyone they take at twenty two we're going to see them making an impact next season. So yeah. I, I lean towards either trading or something like Poku, which is closer to a draft and stash, even though that's not what you'd be doing with them. Just someone you can kind of sit on. It just makes more sense to me. Yeah, a, a guy I'll be looking at, I believe, for tomorrow's profile, a, a bit of a sleeper, somebody who's probably going to get taken after 22 is Robert Woodard of Texas A&M. And not a lot of people seem to know uh, too much about him, but he's a 6'7 wing with a 7'1 wingspan. Seems like he's going to be a guy who can definitely defend Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James. Um, his shot looks like it has potential. Wasn't really a high-usage guy at, uh, at Mississippi State is where he went to college. But I think he's an intriguing kind of uh, 3-and-D role player who's probably going to go like very end of the first, beginning of the second round. And he's definitely going to be able to play defense, definitely. Uh, another name to watch that I think is in the project sort of category here, as Brody Rickles points out, Jade McDaniels, about 6'10", projected at – or sort of described as an on-ball scorer, very hyped prospect coming out of high school, didn't play well in college. So, you know, the last two drafts, there's been that kind of risky flyer on the uber-talented guy that dropped. If Denver was going to sort of stick into that theme, you could definitely look at Jaden McDaniels as a guy that could or, or, or should even still be around at 22. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, yeah... I don't think it's going to be that exciting of a draft. I do think the yeah. Nuggets fans will be most excited if they somehow get Poku. Don't know that that means it's a great thing or a bad thing, but I think it's the thing that's very clear at this moment Nuggets fans would be the most collectively excited about. And by the way, can we send – Bol Bol's <laughs> not up with the big leagues. Does he go back down to the G League? Do we send Poku and Bol Bol to the same G League team? And, and I mean, I'm I watching 100% of those to Chicago leagues. for like a, a couple weeks yeah. fan and they go to Windy City Bulls. <laughs> Windy, might windy be, City Bulls. Might windy be more City fun Bulls. than the Nuggets would be the Poku Bowl Windy City Bulls. Be very yeah. into that. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Green, uh, one of our commenters, brought him up. Yeah, um, interesting. He's on my he list. Is, he could be your Gary Harris replacement in, in a couple years. 6'6", six, six, with a nice a wingspan. Yeah. Um, he, he looks like a football player. Like, he's huge. Like, just his build is really big. Um. And it seems like he'll have a decent three-point shot. So he could be an intriguing guy to guard of the future, potentially. I mean, I don't mind the idea of, like, taking flyers on guys that can just defend. And you don't have to – they don't have to crack the rotation anytime soon. Um, but maybe, like, keep the pipeline moving as guys like Tory Craig, maybe Gary – or but, even yeah, PJ move That's on. why Woodard is kind of interesting for me because he can be – at least, you know, give you what Tory Craig has given you over the last couple of years. Like, at mm-hmm. a bare minimum, he might be able to give you that. Mm-hmm. Again, not the upside or the excitement level of a Poku. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> How? I mean, it's kind of an, a difficult question to, to answer, but I think there's an interesting conversation to be had. Like, how important does this draft seem to you guys this year? Like, does winning or losing this draft sort of alter... Denver, Denver sort of trajectory right now as an organization one way or another. The, the thing about Denver is like they're all about just restocking the cupboard. They just they, they just have like this assembly line, this factory line of like in, interesting players that are coming down the pike. And so for this next year, absolutely not. But I, I just love the idea that Denver just like 
stays relevant for a very long time because they just continue to draft well and they just don't think about what they need right now. They just think about like what could they possibly need in the future. I also wonder about losing the press conference but winning the draft in this year. And like if they let's say they trade out of the first round this year, get two second rounders next year. That's going to be one of those moves that people are like, oh, what a bummer, nothing this or that. But it might actually end up being the better thing. Like the 35th yeah, really might, might be. be better than the 22nd this year. And also, if you just don't have your guy, there's no sense in just using a pick because you have to use it. So right. Denver might have one of those years, this draft. I mean, maybe not. Who knows? But they might end up having one of these drafts where they don't win the press conference. Yeah, but that, that could be it could be a good route to go, because if you use number 22 and you miss, th- that can really hurt you. You know, that, that's like way worse, obviously, than uh, trading it for two second rounders, because if you miss, you get a guy like Tyler White, which, you know, which hurts you. Do you think organizations, not just the Nuggets, but organizations in general are going to be less prone to getting draft day drunk? Because, you know, that that's the that's the whole thing, right? Where players, they get a little too excited. There's like an excitement in the room when you're like, oh, here we go. And do you think maybe this year teams are more just like, I don't know, man, there's there's no temptation to really go all in for this thing that we don't really want i kind of think there is yeah there's so many weird factors at play this year where teams are looking at what their salary cap situations are going to be like the the cap itself falling like what they like how you're constructing your team probably changes a lot in a lot of people's eyes or they're thinking like maybe teams that were thinking about building by acquiring players or or thinking like all right we got to really think about Mm-hmm. getting our own guys and and growing them and and going just the, the the financial uncertainty in the nba is like the most interesting thing going forward i think it's yeah. going to change everything it's going to change yeah. everyone's perspective one one thing to make you feel good though is this that if you look at tim conley's record he really only has two bad draft picks i mean this like there's other guys that haven't panned out you know but radicevich or whatever but it doesn't, he wasn't a bad pick he was a second rounder yeah. but mudier was a bad pick Tyler Lydon was a bad pick. Every other pick that he has made has been positive value, meaning better than the spot they were. Even a Gary Harris, a Juancho Renan Gomez, Malik, like those guys were all better. I don't, unless I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't think I am. They've all been better than what you expect. So the odds, you have to feel a little bit comfortable, I think, going into this draft thinking, okay, the odds are they're mm-hmm. going to do the something better than expected. And you know what? They won the press conference the last two drafts easily. You know, they came away with really <laughs> flashy, exciting – on, on two draft nights in a row where we all went in there anticipating nothing to happen, they walked right. away with the most exciting possible outcome. So right. I think it's okay. I think it's okay if they do something a little more safe and practical this time around. But yeah, I yeah. Think right I mean, his that. favorite his favorite move is trading back and getting two picks for one. Well, <laughs> there will be more profiles coming from Win myself. Uh, we'll cover we'll cover a wide range of guys here. You'll see some names that might not go to twenty two, might might be drafted later, but might get moved up though. You never know. Yeah, you never know. We'll try never to cover know. it all. We'll be back tomorrow, casual Friday episode, DNBA live at noon, YouTube, Periscope. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your grandparents. Are we gonna look and see what's going on online these days? We are going to look and see. <laughs> Eric's already ready. I'm already <laughs> bummed. <laughs> I do use a lot of Eric's content though with these uh, leaked jerseys. I know. What do I? Like, what Curious is going on? What online else is going on online? <laughs> There's literally nothing else going on online these days, you guys. We've got homework to do tonight, brother. <laughs> the rest of you, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your Thursday. Peace. Peace.
All right, before we get out of here, I know a lot of you, and especially the ones who have been listening to this podcast forever, have taken advantage of that one-time, first-time Strava Craft Coffee customer promo where you can get 20% off. Well, now you can get 20% off any product you are subscribing to with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Uh, you can get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks and 20% off any product you're subscribing to with the code DNVR20. Of course, Strava Craft Coffee packed with CBD. Uh, it's been known to help cure a lot of things. It's been known to help relieve some stress, some anxiety. Also, if you have back pain, neck pain, arthritis, IBS, CBD can help with all that stuff. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com. You guys can get 20% off. This is an awesome deal. 20% off any product you are subscribing to with that code DNVR20. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.